Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and science graduate specialising in genetics, immunology and citizen science, Emma Perfetto, is talking to us about octopus death spirals. And I am Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist, who's glad she's not an octopus. So, in some octopus species, both the males and females die soon after mating. In males, this occurs a few months afterwards, and in females, the death spiral starts after she lays a clutch of eggs. As she guards her eggs, she stops eating and wastes away, and by the time her babies hatch, she's already dead or close to it. Scientists have known for decades that the source of this gruesome self-destruct system in female octopuses seems to be their optic gland, but have never fully understood just how it triggers it. Emma, you're here to tell us about a new study where scientists have finally pinpointed that a change in cholesterol metabolism is to blame. Yes, yes. So... Maybe to start with a little bit of context yeah. about the optic gland. So in octopuses, it's an endocrine organ, uh, meaning that it produces hormones. You can kind of think of it as their equivalent to a human pituitary gland, right. except that it is steroidogenic, meaning that it synthesizes steroid hormones from cholesterol. Okay. So in 1977, a psychologist called Jerome Wodinski showed that if you remove this optic gland from female Caribbean two-spot octopuses, then they will abandon their clutch of eggs, resume feeding, and live for months longer than usual. Wow, so it's definitely this gland that's causing the death spiral. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then more recently, a 2018 study in the Journal of Experimental Biology found that as these octopus mothers are beginning to fast and decline, there are higher levels of activity in the genes involved in breaking down or metabolizing cholesterol and in producing steroids. Uh, so the authors of that study, Zi Young Wang, who is a assistant professor of psychology and biology at the University of Washington, and Clifton Ragsdale, a professor of neurobiology at the University of Chicago, wanted to further build on that in this study by looking at the chemicals produced by the optic gland after reproduction. Okay, so how did they go about doing this? So they used a technique called mass spectroscopy or mass spectrometry, uh, which allowed them to analyse the chemical composition of biological samples from the optic glands. And they found that the optic gland undergoes this massive shift in cholesterol metabolism during reproduction, uh, which results in these really dramatic changes in the steroid hormones which are produced by it. This is reported in a recently published study in the journal Current Biology. So did they identify the molecular pathways involved? Yes. So they identified three separate pathways uh, involved in increasing these steroid hormones. One of these pathways produces pregnenolone and progesterone, uh, which are steroids commonly associated with pregnancy and known in other animals to sort of support reproduction. Yeah. Another produces maternal cholesterolinoids, uh, which are intermediate components for making bile acids. Oh. Um, that's a 
component of a fluid produced by the liver called bile. Not the nicest thing no. to talk about, but that's <laughs> that's what that was. And the third produces increased levels of 7-dehydrocholesterol or 7-DHC, which is a precursor used to make cholesterol. Ah, okay. So what does this tell us about the octopus self-destruct system then? So that last one in particular is quite interesting because elevated levels of this 7-DHC are actually toxic in humans Mm. and are a hallmark of a genetic disorder called Smith-Lemley-Opitz syndrome in which children suffer from severe developmental and behavioural consequences, including repetitive self-injury. Whoa. But in general, these findings also suggest that octopus maternal behaviour and death are mediated by multiple steroidal pathways. So the disruption of the cholesterol production process is just one step in the female octopus's self-destruct sequence that will then like signal more and more changes downstream, which will ultimately sort of lead to their tragic demise. Right. But... Wang actually plans to study the optic glands in a new animal model going forward. So this will be in the lesser Pacific striped octopus, which doesn't actually self-destruct after breeding. So it'll be interesting to sort of look for clues as to how it sort of avoids this this really this horrible death spiral. This horrible death spiral. So there you go. It turns out that the tragic octopus death spiral is in fact very complicated. Thank you for that, Emma. And thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.